The thing that excites me the most is the challenge that traditional organizational structures are under right now, right? We all want top talent and that top talent is seeking to work, um, work that's both meaningful, impactful, and authentic leadership offers an edge to that, right? They, yeah. That really can't be ignored. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. Today, we're going to have a conversation about one of the topics that has always been important, but it seems that it's becoming much more relevant now than ever before, and that is inclusive leadership. And we're going to have this conversation with a somebody who has been in the space of HR for a long time, leading HR across different industries, different functions within HR, uh, very excited about all things that have to do with leadership, with uh, learning and development, with talent management, and of course, with diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and leadership in the context of DEI and B. So Roxana, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Thank you, Enrique. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope for, for those of you who are listening or watching right now, offline before kicking off the podcast, we were both speaking in Spanish. So I think we're <laughs> both it. trying to switch our brains back to English. So if you listen to a word in Spanish, don't, don't, don't fear, look it up. It's probably going to be something very lovely and, and, and beautiful. <laughs> uh, Roxana, I, I am excited about this conversation. Uh, you've been in the space of HR for a long time uh, and the space of people. What, what have you seen evolving uh, when it comes to inclusive leadership? What are the changes that you have seen, especially more recently, that excites you about or that excite you about the, the path in which we are right now for leadership and inclusion? Yeah, you know, great question. I think that, I mean, it, it, there's so many responses to this question, but I think to answer plainly, The thing that excites me the most is the challenge that traditional organizational structures are under right now, right? We all want top talent and that top talent is seeking to work, um, work that's both meaningful, impactful and authentic leadership offers an edge to that, right? They, yeah. that really can't be ignored. You know, it's, uh, it's exciting to talk about authentic leadership in the context of, of inclusive leadership. Because if we want to truly build inclusivity across the organization, we also have to accept our leaders and embrace them how they are. And, you know, for so long, we embrace this idea of fake it till you make it. And that fake it till you make it trickle down to even us as human beings as showing something that we were not. How do we break that paradigm of faking something instead of saying, This is who I am with what I know, with what I don't know, but this is my, my authentic self. How do we break that paradigm and build something better? You know, I think the first thing is really to understand who we are, right? Really to challenge ourselves to understand who we are. We can't be transparent. We can't be ethic, highly ethical. We can't be present or brave until we understand who we are and what our biases are. We all have them, you know, what our preferences are and really dig into why, right? What, what has led me to the person that I am today? Because 
whether we believe it or not, we do show our whole selves do show up at work better or worse. Right. And I think it's really understanding what are the things in my past, right, that have made, have led me to this point, the experiences that I've had, the mistakes that I may have made, you know, and to really um, understand that, dig into that, and then to kind of build your own, um, your own sort of, your own personal core value system, um, which I think then kind of frees you up to, to be understanding, to be present, to be open, um, to everything that, that as a leader, if you're a leader, and I think we all can be leaders at whatever level of our career we are, you know, um, how we show up and how, uh, how in, and that leads us to be more inclusive and understanding once we truly understand ourselves and our own personal motivations. You know, I, I love that for so many reasons. One of them is that one thing that I'm hearing is that once you embrace your own experiences, uh, and your own perceptions about those experiences, then you realize if I am feeling this way about this or that, it's okay for other people to feel this, either the same thing or something completely different, but it's their experience and it's their perception. And if I want them to respect mine, then I'm gonna have to respect theirs as well, even if it's totally different Agreed. than mine. Agreed. And it's interesting because, you know, I talk about this all the time and look, I am a white Latina. I do not live in the skin of my friends and colleagues or family members that are Afro Latinos, right? Their experiences are completely different, but it doesn't it doesn't go without these tiny micro moments. Um, I won't call them aggressions, but micro moments where otherwise engaged, intelligent, worldly people make assumptions about us that put mm. us in a box. Yeah. I'll quickly tell you a story. Um, I was at a conference again with some very highly educated editors in a past life. And we're having this wonderful conversation over lunch. And I made a statement, couldn't tell you what the statement was. And one of the senior leaders at the table um, turned around and said, oh, that's probably because of where you're from. <laughs> and um, she knew I was Hispanic, right? She didn't know where I was from. And I, so I sat there and, and I had a reaction to that, right? I'm yeah. like, what does that mean? Yeah. And then a, another fellow senior leader editor genuinely turns to me and says, oh, Roxana, where are you from? And I say, and I'm like, things are just going a mile a minute in my head, right? How to respond to this in a way that kind of helps her understand yeah. what she did without helping without being open about it. And I said, oh, thanks for asking. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a moment of silence at the table, right? It's choice. But to my point is that we've all had this moment yeah. as soon as someone knows or thinks that we're from someplace else, yeah. that that colors everything about us, right? Yeah. And everything we say. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I love that because you actually talked about two different ways to approach um, the the, the identity of somebody else, the one way of making an assumption of mm -hmm. saying, oh, you know, because of your accent or because of the color of your skin or because of your last name, then you must be from somewhere that is not here. Therefore, you behave this way. So that's an yes. assumption. <laughs> the flip side of that is saying, hey, what are you like? I asked you offline, you know, what is your heritage? You know, what, what are what are you? What are you from? Yeah. Are you from, I'm from yeah. Brooklyn. My heritage is this and this and that. Um, so there's a different way of approaching a conversation. And I love when you approach it from a curiosity perspective, being, mm -hmm. you know, honestly and genuinely curious about somebody else and asking them about, 
um, about them. So the question here is, how do you do that in an organization? How do you build the culture where being curious about people uh, is, is not only tolerated, but is encouraged, you know, that instead of making an assumption by of somebody's accent or color of skin, you yeah. are asking them questions. How do you build that kind of culture? You know, I, I love that question because I think that the first thing we have to do is that we have to make it safe for everyone. Mm-hmm. And when I say everyone, I mean, you know, our traditional uh, leadership, uh, which is, you know, a middle-aged white man, right? We have to make it safe for everyone, number one. Um, when you do that, you encourage genuine curiosity that's not triggered out of fear, right? Because people say, oh, if I say this, if I ask this, it may not be okay. I don't want to be viewed. I don't want to be canceled, right? Because we cancel everybody now. So number one, I think we make it safe. Um, Number two, I think authenticity is real and it is felt, Enrique. Mm -hmm. When you genuinely meet people where they are, when you are genuine, you are thoughtful, you are, you show up as your whole self and with all that that means, right? I can learn from you, you can learn from me. I think it creates a second level of safe zone that allows for people to have human connection, right? This yeah. isn't about work. My me wanting to know about you is who you are as a person, who, what, where do you come from, you know, and genuinely wanting to know. And I think it stems from a place of safety and yeah. authenticity and, and humanity, yeah. Um, and once we are able to get there, I think everything else is relatively easy because I can feel it. I can yeah. feel it's genuine yeah. as opposed to a comment that's made out of a lack of uh, really ignorance, right? Or, yeah. or an assumption that comes from a lack of even wanting to understand. Yeah. You know, I, w- one thing that I'm, that I'm hearing also from your, from your message and it's making me think is th- there are so many you know, social issues that we are trying to resolve around diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging. And and I think all of us are in the path of, in a journey of learning, both how to do it better, the jargon that we use to define uh, people or to define things or to put names on on stuff. And I have found, even even with me, you know, sometimes I, I, I am very careful with the way I say things or the, the way I name things. And I think it's a little bit of fear of what happens if I say something that is not right um, out of my ignorance. You know, it's not even that I'm making an assumption. It's just out of my ignorance. Mm-hmm. And what, what I fear is that there's, there are people out there that want to do more. They just, don't, they just don't do it because they fear that if they say something, they will be canceled or they will be judged rather than accepted as somebody who is ignorant about something and mm-hmm. on the path of on the path of knowledge and learning so how do you address that how do you address that fear that people may have to put themselves out there and say i, wa- I want to be part of these conversations i want to help mm-hmm. I, i'm just mm-hmm. ignorant i just don't know how yeah i think it's inviting them to the table number one mm-hmm. and i say this all the time where i can um you know whether in more public uh places or even just in a small meeting and and I say this, and when I say this, for some reason, a light bulb turns on. Okay, and let's let's use again the 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 person most in the hot seat right now. Let's you know through no fault of their own, the the middle aged white leader, right, who is yeah. the most afraid than you than me, right? And I think it's really just I always say we 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 
me, Hispanic female, makes an assumption that every white male is created equal. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. And I say this all in this my example. A white male Harvard graduate who grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut, is not the same as a white man who grew up in the ghetto of Jamaica, Queens. Yeah, They're both white men. They both age the same. They both perhaps may end up at the same table one day through different ways, but they are not the same. Yeah, Their experiences have shaped them. So once you understand that what we're doing the same thing that perhaps people are doing to us, yeah. ah, no, this happens because they're Latinos and they're loud and they're vibrant and they're, you know, <laughs> we're doing the same thing, right? We're yeah. doing the same thing. We're saying you two guys look the same. We don't yeah. know anything about you, but you're the same. And so I think it's, it's that it's unlocking that we are all different. We all have different experiences. And when you say that you, people do pause for a minute and they're like, wow, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Right. Um, that person from Jamaica Queens could align more with somebody like me, whose friends and, inner circle or Hispanics or, or you know, African-Americans, Black um, community than they do with Mr. Harvard Law School because yeah. of how they grew up. So I think, again, it's stating almost the obvious that helps to create a little bit of a level playing field. Yeah. And, and, and what that feels like is uh, you're giving people permission to, uh, to ask questions. You're giving them safety to say, yeah, I'm white or I'm black or I'm whatever. And I, I am, you know, I'm, we are Latinos. I mean, we're both yeah. from Hispanic heritage and, you know, we come from different countries, both of us. And, yes. and we speak differently, have different words, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We both, we both like Ecuador, though. We both like Quito, but we do both like Ecuador. I we agree. Both and I like, like Venezuela too. We both like Venezuela. Too. <laughs> we both like each other's countries. Um, yes. No, that's it's, it's fascinating. And, you know, it's it's just funny being on the on this path uh, uh, of of uh, learning and, and self awareness. Recently, on April the second, was uh, uh, Autism National Awareness Day, and I posted something on our Hacking HR page, and I used what everybody else's what everybody else uses as the symbol for uh, uh, autism, which is the mm -hmm. the colorful puzzle. And mm -hmm. a person with autism reached out to me and said, Enrique, that's not the symbol for autism because they never asked us that it's a very confusing symbol for us. And I was like, wow, uh, I saw everybody else using it. And I thought of course. it's accepted and it was not awareness, right? Now, to me, in being in this journey is, I wish I had known before, but now I know. So now I know right. that I have to operate differently going forward, which is at the end of the day, this learning journey that we're all, are, that we're all goal, in. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Roxana, one last question uh, uh, as we prepare to wrap up our conversation. If there was one thing, one attribute, one characteristic that you would love to see in leaders to be more inclusive, one thing that you could tell them, do this one thing now, what would that thing be? And I don't want to oversimplify it. I'm just trying to have them walk away with something very tangible. Be brave. Mm. Be brave. I think we need to be brave. We need to not sit into our fear that we might say the wrong thing, that we might ask the wrong question. We need to be brave and we need to be, I should say, authentically brave. Yeah. You know, come from a good place, ask the question with, I'm genuinely interested. Yeah. You know, it's about not just what you say, but your tone yeah. and sort of the body mechanics, right? Just be authentically brave. Yeah, and, and in your definition of being authentically brave, I'm also hearing 
being a, a, a becoming a caring leader, meaning asking yeah. the questions from a place of real curiosity and genuineness rather than right. a place of assumption or judgment toward others that you may have no idea about their backgrounds or their origins or their identities. So Roxana, thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing all these wonderful insights and stories with me and of course the Hacking HR community. Thank you. Thank you, Enrique. I appreciate the time. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR podcast. I will see you all soon. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.